everyone this is neha and here's wishing you a very happy new year now on the occasion of national youth day we're going to talk about how millennials and gen z are redefining traditional job roles the way we perceive a certain job how that has changed and how the generation today is trying to question it redefine it and see in a different light Today we're in conversation with Arjita Singhvi, founder of Jodhpur-based e-learning startup Exlate, which is a 15-month-old startup with a mission to become India's largest student community. We also have with us advocate Manasi Chaudhary, founder of Pink Legal, India's first ever website dedicated to women's rights and laws. So Arjita jumping right into the very first question, could you just explain us what your understanding of a traditional job role in the field of education has been when you think of teaching or when you think of education the first thought that comes to anybody's mind is that okay the fellow person is a teacher and if you google the definition of teacher today it says somebody who teaches especially in a school or a college so things have been pretty limited a few months ago or a few years ago but i think thanks to the pandemic this has taken a very diverse turn today it's not limited to somebody coming to a classroom and trying to teach you the subject only out of the textbook that lies in front of you the teachers have themselves become like a learner first because they have adapted to the new methods they have adapted to the new processes that are taking place and they are constantly learning themselves to enable learning for other students as well so i think it has quite taken a turn in that direction and it has all become centered to the learning aspect of it whether it is for the teachers or any job that involves teaching today the pandemic has of course been a very large contributor to this but you know having said that of course there was a certain way we all uh, students used to attend school and physical classroom space but now with so much that has happened in the last uh, two years we have been seeing a difference in the way we perceive education so while that is something that we have seen how did really the idea of ache slate or the need to sort of disrupt this traditional method of education come to you you know behind every time i think inspiration usually comes from a you relate really hard to somebody else's story or there are certain pain points or triggers in your own story that makes you take charge of certain things So for me it has been the latter where when I was learning I was always a student who used to definitely perform but I was never quite satisfied with the way things were delivered to me it was like even 5 6 years later where I had done my education I had completed my education I was already working somewhere and I had taken up a job that when I visited my hometown which is Jodhpur I realized that the challenges still remain the same for the learner so when nothing had really changed to the learning aspect of it I felt like the learner today needs to be made more aware and though a lot is already happening in that direction whether it is self paced learning whether it is the hybrid models i feel like there's always more that can be done so that is where the entire idea of exlate came into picture and it has evolved ever since when we started it was more centric to how teaching and mentorship can take the front seat today it is more about how peer learning and mentorship can take the front seat so as in how we are getting in touch with various uh, teachers moderators and students the idea is constantly evolving but that is how it first started coming from my own experiences where i felt like something is missing and this is actually you know very interesting when you highlight the fact that something was missing i understand that when even as when i was in school and you know we were learning and studying there was always we so had some questions and the way a certain thing was being certain education or a certain subject was being taught to us but the whole room for questioning and the room for actually reaching out for support or uh, going beyond the obvious going beyond the textbook was not something that was allowed or even if it was allowed we didn't really consider that how will we actually get the 
answer to those questions. So going beyond the book and going beyond the traditional method of getting education was not something that even striked us. I completely understand what you're trying to convey here, but I'm sure when we're going beyond, we're going trying to you know go into a different route from the obvious. There must be a lot of challenges. So in this fifteenth month journey that you have in building your startup, what are exactly the challenges that you have faced during this, and what I believe would also be some challenges ahead? Absolutely, I mean challenges are like a major part of the startup journey. But the core challenge has been a trying to really explain parents and multiple stakeholders why these unconventional methods are important and why they would work when you're following a path that is already created by somebody else. It's easier because. there's a lot of data supporting what is going to work and what is not going to work but when you're experimenting with new things you first have to convince the consumers which is the student today that this is something that is going to work out for you and then you have to convince the parents as well because when you particularly talk about school students they are the decision making body there is a parallel conversation around this entire startups related to education where the institutes whether it is the schools or colleges there's an indirect competition somehow so trying to explain schools it has been quite challenging for us to try to explain them that it is not beyond school that we are trying to do something it is in alignment with whatever they are already doing so one of our major accomplishments has been trying to achieve that where schools now understand that what we are doing is a build on what through what the student is already going through instead of a replacement to their you know the basic education that they are getting through their school so these two core challenges explaining parents and explaining schools i think that has been a major part of our journey and i think what i found really interesting was the whole um, idea of and making schools understand that we're not your competition we're not your enemies you want to work together and build on something and you know mm-hmm. that's something exactly that millennials and gen z when we're working as a workforce we know that the other generation generation might feel like we're here to take away their jobs or we're here to question the work in such a manner so as to replace them or so as to just change the way things completely work but it's not it's not like that it's about giving that support it's about knowledge sharing and what they know using their knowledge versus what we are learning now a combination of that and at the end the goal remains the betterment of the society so uh, with that ajita i really would like you to share a small message if you have for millennials and gen z who are looking to you know disrupt this whole traditional way of functioning not just in the field of education but any other field that is out there definitely the thing that i would like to tell them is learn to coexist a because i have personally experienced this and i used to be in the same position few months back where we start operating out of extremes either it is this or that no there are always middle grounds as well so even when we are talking about disruption and all of it the gen z or the millennials need to understand that they need to coexist you cannot expect change to happen overnight it is going to take a while but at the same time today we have way more resources than there used to be way more opportunities and way more i mean everything is just very well served to us today so it is easier for us and i would just like to tell them that there is no set way to do anything today we have the opportunity and the privilege to learn things our own way try things our own way keep experimenting and keep learning through the way but yes learning to coexist with what already exists and trying to build on that is a big plus plus thank you so much arjita i think that's a great message 
So, uh, Manasi, I'm just going to jump into the first question that I have for you. That what, according to you, has been the traditional description of a person, you know, working in the field of law when you set forth in this industry? So what was your understanding of what a job role in this industry is all about? So when I was in law school, and I think even now, pretty much, the only two job roles that we knew as lawyers would be either you go into litigation, which is court practice, or you go into corporate law by you know uh, working with one of the big firms so these were the two main career paths that we thought we could we had to choose from I also chose both of these career paths after I graduated from law school only to discover now that you know the legal field has expanded so much that we don't really have to box ourselves into any of these traditional roles but we have the whole world out there to explore and use our skill sets for when we're in any industry we set forth and we start learning and educating ourselves says of course what is what we understand through the professors through the books and through the conversations we're happening but then as we go along we do develop our own thought process what really changed you know with respect to your venture pink legal and you know the way we see that you've been using the power of social media to talk about women's rights we haven't really seen that happening a lot so how did you really come to this thought process so actually pink legal came from a place of passion because i really feel very strongly about women empowerment and especially through law because I'm from this field. So when I started Pink Legal, I had absolutely no idea that I would be using social media or that it would come where it has reached today. It was just a small thought in my head that I want to create a platform with all the legal rights. And I was hoping that some women out there would know that, okay, this exists and it would help them. So I thought of using Instagram as the first social media platform to just spread awareness about the fact that look there is a resource like this and you can use it and you can educate yourself but I think somewhere down the line the Instagram page really picked up and we have been able to make a lot of difference reach out to a lot of people and educate a lot of young women about their rights so yeah social media has definitely been quite a game changer for Pink Legal. I've been following the content and I see the way the with the respect to the infographics and the creative engagement in terms of short bite-sized content the reels that you're making it's highly informative but what I really want to understand is that how has the response of people who are following the page or a millennials gen z or the people that you're actually targeting in this case how have they responded to the content that you're putting out there so our audience and the people whom we uh, reach through our social media have responded more or less like you have Neha they always come back to us and tell us that they appreciate the way the information is shared with them which is in bite-sized form and also in very easy language and that is something that we really focus on because um, laws are very complicated and we have a lot going on in life so we don't need to break our head further right so we want to simplify laws in common language in which you and I speak so that you can understand it without having to put in any extra effort and I think we have got very positive feedback on this we're happy to hear any more feedback and you know give people what they want so what you've just said here to make it easier for everyone to understand who's not from the field who's not in this field but of course everybody should have an understanding of their rights and uh, the way you've put it put on the content it is easy to grasp so I think that's something that is definitely uh, of interest and I, I see how people I mean 
of the comments on the post and the way people are interacting with it but also to say that you know in this industry that you're in we've had a lot of people who are working in this industry and with respect to social media it's a very new space to venture and connect law and understanding of laws with it so i'm sure there might have been some challenges on the way when you were thinking of putting a content out there and the need how to exactly put it in a way not to say offend anyone or i'm sure there might have been some challenges that you might have faced in changing you know changing this mindset or conveying to the audience what you're trying to do so were there any challenges that you faced yeah certainly see for pink legal the main thing that we do is creating content for legal awareness right so it's very important for us to know exactly what content to put out there and how to put it out so right from choosing the issues which relate to most women to understanding the laws ourselves in enough depth so that we are able to break them down easily for others and then to explaining these laws in a way that every person should understand what we are saying without having to read it twice or without having to listen to something twice so um, this is certainly a challenge it's not easy because there is a reason why something like this didn't exist before because it's not easy to break down complicated laws and make it very simple you know we're always up for a challenge and i think it's something that we've really enjoyed and we have learned a lot through the journey because our understanding of laws has also become very very deep rooted and fundamental this is how we have responded to this challenge for everyone who's listening to us right now what exactly and especially for the millennials and gen z i'd say what exactly is a message if you had one to give not just in the field of law but any industry one tries to set forth and they're trying to not exactly disrupt the space but the whole traditional way of functioning if someone has an opinion some ideas which are not falling in line with you know the way it's everything is taught the norm so to say so what message do you have for people out there so i would say that if you feel passionately about something and you want to create a space for yourself definitely go after it there's nothing wrong in that but uh, first also make sure that you financially secure yourself because a lot of us see these um, you know clickbait articles about how so and so left their corporate job just with uh, just to do uh, follow their passion but you know that passion is not going to help you build your life or it's not going to bring meals to your table so always first secure yourself make sure that you have a financial backup either through your own savings or through another professional role that you're playing along with your passion and then definitely go after your passion because if you are financially secure or if you are comfortable then you will be able to wholeheartedly work on your passion without having to convert that into something which has to yield economic results and and you will be able to give it your best so um yeah that's what i would say well, thank you so much manasi for joining our chat on dlog today this was arjita singhvi founder of exlate and advocate manasi choudhury founder of pink legal and i am neha chandra and you're listening to dlog thank you for listening if you'd like to tune in to more such conversations subscribe to the sphg dialog podcast or visit our website sphgdialog.com